here comes the money. You're now listening to the Gambling with Gold podcast with Jason Gold. Presented by Champions Round. Welcome to episode 15 of Gambling with Gold. My name is Jason Gold, and as always, I am joined by my buddy from the Action Network, Dan Titus. Dan, how are we doing this Friday? Doing great, man. I'm celebrating my 36th birthday. Shout out to me. Uh, (laughs) Happy birthday, bud. I appreciate it, brother. Appreciate it. Yeah, so I'm probably going to be pouring up a little bit. It's been a minute since I've been outside and did anything, so me and the wife about to have a nice dinner. I'm about to kick it with the homies. It's been too long, so I, I fully intend to get to get nice tonight that's fantastic uh i can't wait to hear what you're betting at 2 30 in the morning this morning when you got one eye open and kind of like looking at your phone a little bit those will be fun bets so i, I definitely want to see oh, yeah. those tomorrow yeah yeah the, the damn blackout specials i definitely need to get in on those bets uh all right so this is our friday show episode 15 like i said week three this is our top five against the spread and also some other little fun bets that you can make throughout the weekend so Dan, why don't you kick us off? You're the birthday boy. So what's your number one pick for uh, week three? Miami plus four going up against the Raiders. We were chatting about it before we got on the show here, but I just think that the that Vegas is overreacting here. And I'll be honest, I think Jacoby Brissett is probably a better fit for, or he's not that much of a, of a downgrade from Tua. So, you know, this guy's gotten plenty of NFL experience and, I think that this team's going to actually be. Uh, I think they could probably win outright here. You know, I think the Raiders have played a, light, a, a, a nice couple of games. You know, they're coming off a nice victory over the Steelers here, but they're staying on their side. And I, I don't know. I feel like Miami has a nice spot here at four points. It's a solid number that I think that they can cover this spread. So my number one pick also is Miami plus four. And we are we were discussing before that me and a couple of my friends are in the circuit contest. Where if they give one pick against spread or five picks against the spread every week, and each one of us individually gets our number one pick. My number one pick this week was Miami. And as for similar reasons to you, this is classic overreaction. We got the Raiders coming off of two giant wins against Baltimore and the Steelers, clearly mm. overvalued in the market. Coming back home, there's some great stats about John Gruden after two straight wins. He's like dismal against the spread, like 35%, something like that. Miami, everybody's down on them. They got crushed last week, 35 to nothing. They're traveling. They don't have their starting quarterback. Who in their right mind is betting on Miami? Well, we're definitely not in our right mind, but this is definitely the right <laughs> side to be on. Absolutely, yeah. this is the right side to be on. Yeah, there's no Josh Jacobs, potentially. You know, he has, he has yet to get into a, into pads on practice. So if we're seeing Kenyon Drake and Derek Carr is also hobbled with a little ankle injury, I, I think this is a good spot for a Miami defense that's proven to be pretty – Pretty damn aggressive. And uh, Brian Flores is a really good head coach. I think that they'll get him ready for this game. And I think Miami's being certainly undervalued here, um, laying four points. So I, I'm going to take them. Doesn't this feel like a game that Miami just takes over defensively? Like two, maybe two defensive touchdowns, something like that. Like I'm not worried about Jacoby Brissett having to drive down the field to win this game. It feels no. like Miami's going to be up and the Raiders are going to have to try and chase by taking deep shots. And this is not the Steelers' secondary. Like, you're not throwing it deep against Miami like this. Uh, So I I feel pretty confident uh, in Miami. Likewise. All right. What's your your number two? Washington plus nine. I got them at um, for going up against the Bills. 
It's just I haven't seen enough from the Bills in the first two games, man. I don't know if this is a little Josh Allen regression or, you know, McDermott still trying to figure it out. But, you know, there is some connection between Ron Rivera and, and Sean McDermott from back in the day. So, you know, I think that this might be a more competitive game than Vegas is leading on here. And Washington, you know, they haven't their defense hasn't really showed up. You know, they're going to be on the road here. But I think that this is going to be a, a, a solid case of trap game written all over it with uh, Washington, you know, ultimately, you know, stumbling over the, the first two contests. Chargers didn't really go too well. I think this is going to be a nice bounce back with some familiarity for Ron Rivera. And I think we'll see Antonio Gibson kind of hit his stride. Terry McLaurin can't be checked, much like Stephon Diggs on the other side of the ball. So expect it to be a fun game. But ultimately, I think that the, the Washington football team can cover nine here. Yeah, so nine's a great number. I don't know when you got that one, but it looks like the market's probably somewhere, somewhere between seven and a half eight, and eight seven, right seven, now. Eight. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the circle line came out at seven and a half. So nine, awesome, great number. Going anywhere above eight there is probably really nice. And remember, the total here, I believe it's 45. So that's a big number in a mid-total to low-total type of game. So I, I definitely like the plus nine there. If it got to minus seven or something like that, I'd probably, I don't know if I'd bet back on the Bills, but that's probably a spot where I would think about taking them. Yeah. Um, look, I, I think the Bills are really good. We saw it last week. Josh Allen hasn't hit his stride yet. Washington defense might be a little overrated. This may be a spot where he can take advantage. But I do agree that I think that Washington's offense can find some success against the Bills defense here. And I wouldn't be surprised to see that this be a relatively low scoring game. Let's say, 24 17 something like that and you walk away with a win from washington so right i like it that would be the side that i would choose also uh my number two pick something that we talked about on the tuesday show green bay packers plus three and a half if it gets to three and it isn't three in some places i would probably be a little hesitant i love that half point i love the hook there i think that green bay can come in here and absolutely win this game they will definitely be a money line round robin candidate for me Uh, i also kind of like them as a teaser piece bring them up to nine and a half I like that in a lot of places. I like um, that a lot. Look, uh, you got Aaron Rodgers. I understand that they're coming off of a Monday night game, but Kyle Shanahan and this team has not really f- – the Eagles, okay, whatever, and their first game was against Detroit. Like We don't know what they've been tested against yet. So to give them three and a half points against Aaron Rodgers, uh, I just don't buy it. This line should be two and a half or three to me. So give me the three and a half all day, and I'll ride with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Same here, man. And we talked about it earlier and as a kind of a look ahead. And I just think that this this Green Bay team is going to start to hit that stride that they that Aaron Rodgers typically does. And on the San Francisco side of the ball, man, they're just rattled with injuries, riddled with injuries. I can't freaking speak today. I think I've already started hitting the bottle. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, with all the injuries with the San Francisco side of things, I just don't have a lot of confidence. I've already just seen that Elijah Mitchell. He's still not all the way right with that run game, not what it should be. That's what Kyle Shanahan is. That's his bread and butter. Um, I think they're going to find a way to scheme Debo Samuel out of the game. If they can do that, it's just going to be George Kittle and maybe Brandon Ayuk. We, we don't we don't know. We haven't seen much out of him yet. So I think this is a better spot for the Packers here to, to cover. And I love the teaser idea. Tease that up to, to whatever you can. Uh, I think nine points. If you can get it at nine, that's amazing. So um, I think they're definitely going to be way more competitive than that. We'll talk about teasers at the end here, but I have four really good pieces that I feel pretty good about, which means I'm going to lose a lot of money on it, but I can't wait to do it. I'm really excited. Tease that Arizona down. I think that that's a good one just so you don't get caught up in the trap a little bit. 
I kind of like Jacksonville in that game. It's not one of my top five. Ooh, I think, I think okay. that they could cover the seven and a half there. Yeah, I don't think money line. I'm not going to do this crazy money line thing. <laughs> the Jets one I still might do just to have some fun. But I'm definitely not doing Jacksonville. But it's a bad spot for Arizona for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. What's your uh, third pick here? Chicago plus seven and a half against the Cleveland Browns. I think Vegas is still overvaluing how good this Browns defense is right now. And when you have a unpredictable player like Justin Fields, I feel like this is going to be a good opportunity for him to just at least keep the game competitive. And, you know, I see his rushing props at like 40 and his passing props is at like 207. That seems super low to me for a guy that's already shown in the preseason that he can sling it. Darnell Mooney is solid. Allen Robinson is, is really straight. So, I think they're going to keep this way more competitive with the Cleveland Browns on the offensive side of the ball, really struggling here with injuries. And Odell Beckham's coming back. Not sure how much of an impact that will be. One thing that we did see is that the Bears defense played inspired ball when Justin Fields hit the field. So I'm ready for it. I think it's going to be Justin Fields' time. I think it's just good value at plus seven and a half. Love getting the hook there. I think that this is a touchdown game all day. I kind of lean towards the under here. I think it'll be relatively low scoring. I also think that, the Browns are going to sustain drives on the ground. I don't think they're going to break any big ones, but I think it could, could be a very quick game. So uh, yeah. seven and a half, give me the hook there too. It would not be one of my top five, but I will, I'll probably bet it. Maybe if it gets to eight, definitely if it gets to eight, I will be in on it. Seven and a half, just because of the two point rules and everything going on. I love that, that eight so much more than seven and a half right now. So uh, I'll take that. My third pick. And I saw this this morning. It's, was six and a half early in the week, but now I got it at seven this morning. Chargers plus seven at Kansas City. Divisional game. I just think that this is going to be a field goal game. Chiefs are completely overrated in the market. You, everybody out there who's gambled has seen the against the spread trend for them. Like one right. at 11. That, I mean, it's really bad. They're clearly overvalued by the market. I understand that they're coming off of a little loss in prime time, so they might be undervalued that way. But it's still the Chiefs. They're still getting a lot of respect. And I think this Chargers team is really good. And learning and only going to get better. And I'll, I'll take the seven here. Even at six and a half, I think it's fine. I think that the Chiefs win this game. And I think they win by three or four. The Kansas City defense is suspect. And I think that what they'll do is they'll probably plan to not get beat over the top. And, you know, maybe we'll see a better game out of Austin Eckler. He's been pretty successful on the ground so far. They haven't really been active in the past game. But I think it's going to be a really good all-purpose game for Austin Eckler. And Justin Herbert. Um, I think there's a really good opportunity for him to take advantage of this this porous Kansas City defense that really hasn't been consistent. They got a nice turnover from Lamar Jackson when he pretty much handed it to him, as we talked about um, in our our Tuesday show. But I I think Herbert's Herbert's definitely settling in a little bit here. And we've seen the ascension of Mike Mike Williams, which I think has really been the game changer in that offense. So I'm excited to see them go toe-to-toe with uh, Kansas City in a uh, divisional matchup. All right. What's your uh, number four on the board? So – I saw a stat earlier today that was like the 0-2 teams, the kitchen sink, the 0-2 teams are 14-5 and uh, against the spread. Um, so what in divisional matchup? So I'm trying to find that divisional matchup, and I think I found it in the Indianapolis Colts. They're laying five – they're five-and-a-half dogs to the Tennessee Titans. Tennessee Titans have been one of the most inconsistent teams so far through two games. I know that's not a huge sample size, but this team really didn't get going until the second half. They pulled it out because Seattle just doesn't know how to close. This is a continual problem for Seattle. So, you know, with all of the narrative around Carson Wentz just being super broke, whether it's 
one ankle, both ankles, just his overall just shitty football play, honestly. Um, I think that this is going to be a good spot for the Colts to actually um, exceed market expectations, and maybe we see a little bit more JT. Maybe it's a little bit more Naeem Hines, but I think that this team, the Tennessee defense isn't very good. We saw them just completely lay down to the Arizona Cardinals. Granted, they're a really good offense, but even Seattle did their thing. So I think that they can be scripted out. Frank Reich is a good coach. It's a divisional matchup. I don't think Tennessee is going to walk away with this division so easily. I think they'll at least get one loss, that loss coming to um, the Indianapolis Colts. So this one's my flyer, but I, I think I like the value here at five and a half. So what is the concern with Carson Wentz playing or not playing versus Jacob Eason, and how many points is that worth to you? I don't think Carson Wentz is very good, so it actually doesn't really factor into my my handicapping that much, to be honest, man, because he, they were sustained, they were doing all right with the drives, but he's not a finisher, and I, I think Jacob Eason, I think he'll be all right. We saw, we saw what he could do in the preseason. He wasn't awful. Um, not that much of a downgrade, not quite the Tua Jacoby Brissett mold, but I think it's enough to uh, at least cover the points here. Yeah. So my concern with this is just Eason and Wentz and that whole situation. If I knew one or the other was going to start, I'd feel more confident. It looks like Wentz came out to practice today on Friday, but then didn't finish the practice. I don't really know what's going on with that situation. That makes me hesitant. Otherwise I would be on the five and a half. Also look divisional dog. This is a perfect spot for them. Everybody's down on Indianapolis. They're zero and two. They need a win. This is kind of their season, right? So I get I get the angle, and I think it's the correct one. I need to know who's playing quarterback in this game because if it's Eason, and he hasn't been getting reps at the one all week, uh, yikes! This could go downhill very quickly. So that that's my only concern. But I do think it's probably the right side. Uh, let's also right. let's also not let's also not act like the uh, Colts aren't doing the right thing and in, in trying to play this questionable tag with Carson Wentz throughout yeah. the season so they don't have to surrender that pick. So, yeah, I think, I think that I think that Easton's probably more prepared than people think. All right. Uh, my number four pick here, Rams, I saw at plus one and a half, and I bet them that is officially the line at Circa in Vegas. So we got Tampa Bay, who is obviously awesome, but their defense through two games has been a little suspect. The Rams, no one is going to have a more prepared offense than Sean McVay is. I believe that Tampa Bay is going to try and limit the long passes that the Rams take. But I think that Stafford is going to have the ability to take these 10 and 15 yards, go up and down the field. I think this is going to be a shootout. I kind of like the over here, but I believe in the Rams defense right now a little bit more than I believe in the Buccaneers defense. I believe that this is the first big game with fans at home that the chart that the Rams actually really care about. They got Brady walking in and Brady next week is going to new England, baby. He, there's a chance that he's looking ahead. I know that if there's one player who's not looking ahead, it's Brady, but that's a big matchup. That's a big deal for him. So if there's any week where this might be a sleepwalk, I think the Rams can get this done at home as a home underdog. So that's my number four Rams plus one and a half. Yeah, man, I'm not mad at it because at one and a half, you're getting pretty good value at this point. Um, you know, obviously the the, ty- the table has turned where the Bucks started out opened as the uh, favorite, but now it seems to be swinging. I think you're right. It probably has something to do with the narrative of, you know, we got a primetime matchup going back to Foxborough first time since leaving. And so, you know, I think that this is either way, this is going to be a really good game. Um, it's so close to me. It's a pick that. 
you know, Antonio Brown, we don't know what his status is going to be. I think that that would certainly play a factor into the offense and the value that the, the Bucks bring here. But their defense is suspect, man. We saw Dallas torch them on Thursday night to open up the season. So I think that there's a good opportunity here that we could see a whole lot of Cooper Cup uh, going to work. And uh, clearly he has a nice rapport with Matt Stafford. So I'm excited for the game. I'll actually be at the game. So I'm actually, oh, yeah. uh, nice. I'll, probably, I'll probably be live betting that shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That'll be an yeah, awesome game to go to. Yeah. Uh, yeah, my only last thing with Tampa Bay is like Atlanta scored in the red zone against them. Atlanta doesn't score in the red zone against anyone. So you think Atlanta scoring in the red zone? Uh, the Rams are definitely going to put this one in the end zone. So I definitely like the over. I think the team total on the Rams right now is like it's like twenty seven and a half or something like that. Anything under twenty eight, I I love the over there. I think that they're going to score in the thirties in this matchup. Yeah, it's going to be a high scoring affair for sure. All right, what is your fifth pick of the week? It's funny you mentioned the Atlanta Falcons and their inability to score because I'll go with the Atlanta Falcons plus three and a half over the Giants. I I don't know, man. I They're, they're traveling on the road, but I think that as an 0-2 team here, someone something's got to give. And I think the Atlanta Falcons, you know, their win total to start the season was around six. They got to right the ship at some point. Arthur Smith is a better coach than this. Matt Ryan while aging, I think that they're going to finally figure out. It looks like Russell Gage may not go, but uh, I think we might see a lot of whole lot of Kyle Pitts here. Um, the, the the Giants are surrendering over seventy yards to the tight end position. I think this is a great opportunity for Tyler for for Kyle, uh, Kyle Pitts to uh, actually go off, and he's been he's been kind of kind of silent, but much has been the offense of the uh, the Falcons. But we've seen Cordero Patterson. We, are, we just came out that him and Mike Davis are going to be seeing a 60-40 split. I think that's actually good news for the Falcons, uh, c- clearly because they see Cordell Patterson as a legit playmaker. And Arthur Smith unlocked them, so I'm excited to see it. I think it'll be a pretty fun game. And Giants suck, so I'm fading them. So let's go. I I like that pick a lot. I bet on the Falcons plus three and a half. I saw it earlier in the week. Uh, at three, I'm probably still in on it. I've seen it at two and a half someplace. I'm probably out at that point, but. Yeah, yeah, I think that I think there's a good chance that the Falcons straight up win this game. I think that in a money line round robin parlay, this is probably a nice little piece along with Green Bay and a couple others that are out there. Uh, so I, I can't fault you on this one. I think it's a good pick. It is not my number five though. My number five, <laughs> my number five. I I'm tied, so I'm going to give you both and let you choose what I what you think should be my fifth pick. All right, all right. Jacksonville plus seven and a half. Horrible spot. DeAndre Hopkins now game time decision. <laughs> 2-0 team that should have lost last week traveling east. If Very Jacksonville true. doesn't cover here, it's over. Urban <laughs> should just go back. He'll be the coach at USC. Who cares? Or go retire down to the Keys or something. Go hang out with Jimmy Johnson. Uh, so I, this is like, I know that I bet on Jacksonville last week at home against Denver. Loss. I'm going to keep betting against Jacksonville or keep betting <laughs> on Jacksonville at home. Uh over a touchdown here. I, I have to take this. I have to take this. I know it's gross, but gross is where you so make gross. your money sometimes. So, yeah, seven and a half <laughs> is one of them. The other one that is your option is Baltimore minus eight hosting the Lions. Baltimore has a ton of injuries, but and coming off of a primetime win. However, this is a team that destroys bad teams. Destroys bad teams. This should be a perfect spot for them to absolutely run for 300 yards all over this Lions uh, defense and I don't think that the Lions offense is as good as potentially they have looked in the first two weeks and I think that this is potentially a very bad matchup for them going against the Ravens so I think there's a good chance the Ravens win this game by 20 plus points honestly so give me the Ravens minus eight now you get to choose which one do you hate 
or love more, Jacksonville or Baltimore? I gotta trust, bro. I gotta, I gotta trust. <laughs> I got, I gotta roll with the Ravens here because I just have no faith in Urban Meyer and that Jaguars team. Props to you for having the confidence to keep rolling and doubling down on this bet because it's fucking nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. The grosser the bet, the better I feel about it. Like, come on, look at the. I'm betting on Jacoby Brissett and Trevor Lawrence or Urban Meyer. Those are like my two best bets of the week. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. Right. Uh, and the other one, I'm going against Tom Brady. So I'm clearly a fucking genius. <laughs> no, but I like it, man. I mean, four out of my five picks were were uh, underdogs, man. And I, I don't know if I'm buying this the trend of the uh, the uh, underdogs reigning supreme here. But I don't know, man. I think there's more value there. And I think we're going to hit. We're definitely going to hit yeah. on these. I hope so. So let me talk about, or let us talk about some other bets that we have. I'm going to run through three over-unders that I like this week, and then we'll hit up your stuff. Uh, Indy, Tennessee, under 48. Already bet that one. Makes a lot of sense. Like Divisional that. game. Backup quarterback for one side. I just think that this is going to end up being like 24-20 one way or another. Uh, Baltimore, Detroit, over 50. I just talked about how I think that the Ravens could win by 20 plus points. I think they're going to put up a 30 spot. I think they'll get over the 50 here. And then Atlanta, New York. This is my favorite one over 47 and a half. These defenses are washed. I think that this game could get into the sixties almost. I think I got Atlanta 33 30 uh, as the final here. So uh, give me the over 47 and a half. That would be my best bet as, as a total. This is the second time you're going the over on Atlanta Falcons team. So I like it for the bet. The fact that he's going plus three and a half here. So let's see it. Let's get it. Uh, breaking news, Dalvin Cook is considered a game-time decision now. He's been downgraded from questionable to game-time decision. So we'll see if we're going to see Alexander Madison there. But, uh, yeah, for mine, man, I'm going under on the on the Jets and, and Broncos under 43. That just makes sense. That's going to be an awful game. And the other one, the divisional matchup between the, the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cincinnati Bengals under 44-and-a-half. I just don't trust the Steelers' offensive line at this point. Bengals, they've had one good outing against a, a pretty bad now that we're seeing Minnesota Vikings secondary. So I don't know, man. I think it's going to be a divisional slobber knocker. Usually ends up in a, in a low scoring affair, especially with Big Ben already nursing a, a plethora of injuries. All right. I like that one too. Uh, I will probably actually end up betting the Pittsburgh under there. Uh, that was a weird game because I saw it open at four and a half. I was like, okay, well, this is clearly a bet on yeah. Cincinnati. And then by right. the time I wanted to get in, it moved to three and I was like, well, yeah, that kind of makes sense. Yeah, so yeah. that was kind of a pass for me. All right, uh, four teaser pieces I like this week. Vikings, I, although depending on the Dalvin Cook situation, maybe want to jump that one back. But one and a half to seven and a half seems like a really good spot to be there. Same with the Rams. If you can get it at plus one and a half, you got to get it above seven going against Tampa yeah. Bay. So that might, might be a little dicey. Baltimore, bring it down. Bring it down below three. If like the numbers that. anywhere eight to nine is down, and then we talked about the Packers bring that up to nine. All four of those, assuming you can get the Rams number, uh, I love, but I think the Rams one would be my last piece in there. Uh, player prop that I wanted to mention, we're going full fade here. Everybody's down on CEH. Give me the over, baby. Over 57 like and a half rushing yards. I think that I like against that. this Chargers defense, you saw what Pollard and Zeke did to the Chargers defense on the ground last week. I think yeah. that it's something that Kansas City will do this week. And this market's not going to get any lower on CEH. It's not going to happen after what happened last week. Not only in fantasy, but the player prop market. You're you're buying at the right time here. So give me the over 57 and a half rushing yards. 
Yeah, I'll add one player prop. Kyler Murray over 280 passing, 280 and a half passing yards. He's done this in the first two games. Let's be honest here. The Jaguars are the Jaguars. They're letting up over 292 yards per game. So I think Kyler's going to continue his MVP campaign, continue to put points on the board. This is going to be a this is going to get ugly. So stay away from Jason's nine and a half, nine, nine point. <laughs> actually, this actually might be this bodes well. If he if Kyler goes off, Jaguars are gonna be throwing. Who knows? They might they might be able to cover that nine point. Backdoor, baby. Backdoor. Love garbage it. time, garbage time matters. All right. Let me get a little champions round business out of the way, and then I want to do a quick Monday night preview because you got your birds playing against the Cowboys. That's a big one. So uh if you want to enter the Champions Round giveaway and get a Dak Prescott or Devontae Smith signed jersey, all you have to do is download the Champions Round app right now and go on Instagram or Twitter and tag us at Champions Round and tag some of your league mates and you are automatically entered to win. We will announce that winner at halftime of Monday Night Football, Cowboys and Eagles. So with that being said, why don't we talk about that game a little bit, Dan? You got your birds plus three and a half, plus four, somewhere around there in Dallas against the Cowboys. What do you think is going to happen in that game? Which side are you on? And what do you think about the total? I got it at plus four, so I feel okay about that. Um, more that I'm hearing is like, I think that this is going to be, we saw the Eagles let one go. And when you go into a divisional matchup on the road here, this is where you got to button your shit up. And I think Nick Sirianni is ready for that. He's already he's already kind of baiting. And I loved him with the shirt. He's got Dude, the shirt on. I, I love it. I love it. This man is not afraid of – he's not afraid of the moment. He's not afraid to take risks. That's exactly what you need out of a head coach after a loss like that. He's still confident. I think we're going to continue to make bold calls. And let's be honest, the Dallas Cowboys defense isn't that great. Now, Makai Parsons is a – fucking monster yeah, yeah um geez. his closing speed on on freaking oh my god man the, the film on that guy is amazing which is great because at least we have a mobile quarterback to be able to get away from that so um i think with dallas kind of hobbled with a with a few various positions this is going to be a pretty competitive game the eagles i think could win outright but i'm going to take the points here uh just for for closure and uh and feel a little bit more support but i wouldn't be surprised if dallas also lit this up and this game goes over uh, because Dallas is so explosive on offense. And Eagles lost some some crucial players here um, in Brandon Brooks on the front line, as well as uh, Brandon Graham, uh, which is going to be a huge miss for their pass rush. So less pressure on Dak probably bodes well for C.D. Lamb and uh, Amari Cooper to go off. Yeah, so I, I, it, a lot depends for me on if Cooper is fully healthy and going or not. And right now we don't know. Seems like he yeah. might be a game-time decision. I think that would really limit what they're able to do against the the Eagles defense, having both, especially without Michael Gallup, right? So you're you're right. down to CeeDee Lamb and Cedric Wilson. And not saying that, that Wilson isn't a good player, but he's definitely not Gallup or Cooper. So that would right. limit a lot of what they want to do, allow the Eagles to focus a little bit more on the ground game. Seems like it's going to be more of a split between Pollard and Zeke. Uh, so I like the birds here. I like plus four. I don't think that I will bet money line, although... It's not the worst play in the world. I think it's going to be lower scoring than we think. Maybe uh, 27, 24, something like that. I think uh, 24, Dallas. 21, yeah, something yeah, around there. Yeah, so, something like that. Um, <clears throat> I, don't, I don't foresee a Dallas blowout here. I don't see that happening, not with the way that Sirianni has, has been coaching this far, not with the way that Dallas is playing this far. Also, Mike yeah. McCarthy, I do not trust to ever have a blowout. That's like, not what he does, so. 
I think it'll be close. I'll take the birds plus four. It will not be in my top five, but I am looking forward to that game. I think it will be awesome. This is like one of the most classic matchups in the history of NFL. And we get it on Monday night football. Watch a little uh, Manning action. Maybe get oh, yeah. Pat McAfee back on there. He was electric. Actually, they should Dude, just that, get that was, the, that was the best ending to it. I was like, I, Patrick Willis, like, he was cool. Like, it was nice. But, like, get McAfee back on there, man. Because I feel like he just turned up, told he was himself, and it just lightened the mood, right? Like, I feel like Peyton was a little uptight. You saw him drinking out of the solo cup. It wasn't enough. He needed a refill. Once Pat got in there, it was lit. They need to get rid of Eli, and they need to replace <laughs> him with Pat. This is going to be Pat, Pat and Peyton. It's, it's just that Eli is such a punchable face and he's just not interesting ever. Like that's the thing about Eli. So it's like, you can't have two Mannings on a broadcast, man. It's just too dry. Oh man. All right. That does it for this week. We hope that you win all of your bets. We hope that you're following us and we win all of our bets to be honest. Yeah. With you. That's what we care about. <laughs> right. uh, we will be back next Tuesday with episode 16 to review week three and give you our look ahead bets for week four. Dan, until then, happy birthday. Good luck this weekend. You, and brother. enjoy the, uh, enjoy the Rams game. No doubt, man. Appreciate you. All right. Peace.